and welcome to the One Broke Actress Podcast. The One Broke Actress Podcast. The The One One Broke Broke Actress Actress Podcast. Podcast. This is the podcast giving you an honest account of actor life. I mean, can we just be honest for a second? Plus a few lessons I learned in the process. This is what I'm saying. Nobody knows anything. I'm your host, Sam Valentine. Welcome back to a very special edition of the One Broke Actress Podcast, season for episode 11. You guys know what that means. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's your first time listening and I'm making vast assumptions. That means that next week is the last episode of this season. However, there's going to be more more cool stuff to come. So don't like click unsubscribe or anything anytime soon. I will tell you more next week. But this week... We're going to get into it because we have an episode of something we have never done before. So you guys loved Brian Pataka's episode last season so very much. If you missed it, I highly recommend you listen to it first to get a little more of his background. But Brian Pataka is an actor and an acting coach and not so much a coach on how to act, but a life coach, a business coach. He's an incredible person. You guys really, really got into his episode last time. So I thought we could invite him back this season. And based on the questions you guys sent me, I thought it would be more fun for you to listen in on live actor coachings so you can actually hear how this stuff works. So what I did was I reached out to you guys via Facebook and email um, AKA, uh, you better follow at one broke actress and at Sam Valentine on Instagram and be subscribed to the one broke actress newsletter at one broke actress.com. But, huh, um, I, so I had a lot of people enter to be coached by Brian. Um, and we ended up having the fantastic Juliana Galofri and Mike Schiff. Juliana, I hope I'm saying your last name right. I'm so sorry if I'm not. Um, but these fantastic actors got really vulnerable and really real, and they sat down uh, with me as kind of an intermediary slash just an onlooker, making sure the mics worked okay. And Brian live coached them in this episode. So here's what you want to look out for. One, have your pen and paper handy because he's going to give you a lot of usable information. Two, just so you know, there's going to be a few things that I cut out of the later coaching part of the episode that uh, would just be repetitive from the beginning so you don't have to listen to Brian give the same notes over and over again to both mentees, if you will. So if it sounds a little funky, I had to edit a few things out so it wasn't too repetitive and kept it to a little shorter of a timeline. Also, if there is a podcast for you to get into the show notes, this is the one to do it because we have linked all of Brian's links, including his free website, DearNewAgent.com, where he has a bunch of templates for you to mail out to new potential agents and managers for free. Yeah. So make sure you check out the show notes. Make sure you listen to this whole episode to really see what it's like to have a life coach as an actor. And uh, without further ado, please enjoy Brian Pataka, Juliana Galofri, and Mike Schiff. We're going to get started, and this is the first time we've done anything like this, so this is going to be really, really fun, and I'm very excited. So um, I have Brian back, of course. You want to say hi? Yeah. Hey, guys. It's Brian Pataka. It's Brian Pataka. <laughs> and I have Juliana here. Juliana, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. <laughs> and uh, we're just going to kind of... I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let Brian take the reins a little bit. And you guys already know what's going on. So without further ado, uh, 
kick it, guys. Okay, cool. So, Juliana, um, it's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet yeah. you, too, Brian. So, so, I want to just kind of set up a framework for today. And you, you've never been with a coach before, is that right? Never. Been no. with sounded funny, like you boned them or something, but you know what I meant. <laughs> um, so, you've never worked with a coach before, right? So, no. have you ever um, been to therapy before? Yes. Okay, great. So, um, yay for therapy. So, let me just give you a little bit of a breakdown on that so you can kind of know the difference. So, therapy is often looking at your past and seeing what patterns show up so that you can affect your present moment, like do things differently or think differently in your life. Coaching is looking at your present to seeing how you want to affect your future. Mm -hmm. So, therapy might feel like coaching sometimes and coaching might feel like therapy sometimes, but that's the aims of them are just a little bit different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Both of them are focused on well-being. One often coaching is a, has got a like a what by when attached. It's like what do you want to make happen by a certain date? So sometimes there's a goal attached to coaching. Sometimes the coaching goal could be like a better relationship though. So it doesn't always mean that it's a hard and fast stamped approved kind of goal. It might be something that's more transitionary, more emotional, maybe say, right? So obviously you're an actor, so you wouldn't be here today. Yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what's going on in in Juliana's acting career. Right. So I came to LA about a year ago from Miami, Florida, which is where I mostly was brought up since I was 13. And I always wanted to do acting, but I guess I just always followed my parents and what they thought was best for me and something more practical. So I went the business route and I went to school in Boston and I studied entrepreneurship and strategic management. And when I graduated, I knew I still wanted to try acting because I went to a school that only offered business management as a major. So you really couldn't do anything else. You couldn't even change majors. So then I finished um, my four years and it was time to apply to a job. And I really was kind of in the air because I had just come back from a study abroad of like literally uh, two years. So I was in Barcelona, Spain, then I was in Australia. All my friends were ready to go to investment banking jobs or just work in corporate. And I was really, I want to do acting, but at the same time, I've done four year business degree. I should maybe do something in that. So then I looked at NBC Universal because it was like the biggest company that I ever would love to work for because Mm -hmm. it had to do with entertainment. And so I thought I wanted to bridge the two. And I did that right out of college. I got a job in Miami, Florida doing ad sales Mm -hmm. in the NBC Universal office. Which is not acting. Which is not acting (laughs) at all. (laughs) And then I realized after more like two years that I wasn't in the right track. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happening in the office. So I moved out of there and I told my mom, I'm turning 25 and I'm going to turn 25 in Los Angeles and I'm going to be doing acting. (laughs) And how, so pause there for a second. So I hear throughout this story, I hear a lot of, the story's over. So I mean, like we're already here today, right? So I hear a lot of courage eking through the whole thing. So that conversation with your mom, which when you were younger was very much, I'm, I'm, Doing what what family says. I'm doing what duty calls. Right. Right. Was that what was that was that conversation tough or just so I kind of have a background here? The conversation about me studying business wasn't tough because I just followed what my parents did. But then when it came to like me after two years of working in business and what I actually studied, it wasn't tough either because I kind of was already tired of doing corporate and I wanted to do something that I personally have always wanted. And I knew that if I didn't do it, I was going to be a 40 year old really unhappy at a VP position in a corporate job. So basically like I could have had it made. Exactly. And I said, no, I want to be an actress. Right. Right. So where are you now in your acting career? So now I have been represented by a commercial agent and I have done. Tell me their name. John. (laughs) We know what is it called. From JS Represents. Okay, great. Okay, great. Yeah. And so he, when I came to LA, I had a friend who was an actor um, 
and she told me, look, you can email him your headshot, you can email him your resume, and if he decides to... Um, so wait, I'm going to bottom line you a little bit, which is a tool in coaching, mm-hmm. which is I'm getting a lot of story right now, and I want to get to the real crux of what's going on. So do you have a commercial agent right now? Yes. Does he send you out? Yes. Well, oh. he, before, um, I didn't really have any communication with him. Okay. I didn't know I needed to. Okay. Um, and then I started talking to him, and and then I just got, I sent out twice this past week, which was good great. Good job. Twice in a week yeah. is pretty darn good. Awesome. Yes. And are you union and non-union right now? I'm non Union. So you're able to be seen for a union as just so that so. you are. Yes, yes, I'm telling you right now, you <laughs> <Okay>. are. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and um, are you in class right now? Yes. Where? I am in the actor space in Studio City, but my acting coach sadly passed away. Oh, I know and this so, acting coach. I have a client who's with him as well. Yeah. I cannot reveal the client's name, so I cannot tell you who it is. But <laughs> going on. Yeah, so with Joe Polisi, um, that's when I really started acting because I came to LA thought, thinking that I was going to do it full time, then realized I actually needed a job to <laughs> sustain myself because my savings didn't really last that long. And so I started doing full time, working in hospitality. Okay. And then finally, when I was like, no, this is enough. I can't do this. I have to find a part time gig. I found Joe's class and I started with him in May. So it's going to be almost a year that I really started acting Got it. in LA. And studying. if you were to say, if you had a magic wand right now and you could say, this is what I'm doing in my acting career, what would you be doing? Oh, I would love to be on set for a film. Great. So film is a dream. Yeah. Yeah. And right now what's getting, so if you were to look to yourself for a second, what are some of the obstacles that are from within that might be getting in the way? Honestly, I think it's just not having a clear path as to where I'm supposed to go. I feel Mm -hmm. like in business school, you know where you're supposed to go. You know what classes you need to take to get what you want. You know, you need to start as assistant, then a coordinator, then an associate. As an actor, you're kind of out there and there's so many different paths to go. And it's, since I haven't been in the industry and I haven't been trained and I don't have that network that everyone does have. I mean, I have my friends in acting, and they've helped me a ton since I got here and understanding. Yeah, um, screw them for a second. I'll I'm going to bottom line you more. You really get into story, and I need you to stay right here with me. Right. Quit telling me stories. You got it? Okay. I'm going to give you a little tough <laughs> love because you don't need me to hear stories. You need me to help you. Okay. So the problem is I want to work in film. Is that the problem? Am I right or wrong? Yes, I want to work in film. Are you getting auditions for film film right now? No, I don't have a theatrical agent. Okay, so you don't have to have an agent, so let's just start there. So there's a lot of myth, myths going on inside your head that I can see. I have to, I'm trying to clean out a little bit. One is like, can I audition for a union if I'm non-union? Yeah, 100% you can. Do I have to have an agent to get auditions for film? Absolutely, you do not have to have an agent to get auditions for film. So I want to. So part of this coaching session is going to feel a little bit more experty, maybe mm-hmm. a little more guidance counselor. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Sometimes coaching can be like really dig into the deep stuff and sometimes it might be a little more expertise. So what I'm seeing is, well, first of all, what's your next acting class? So I'm sorry to hear about your acting teacher. Where are you going next for training? Have you made I a decision yet? honestly don't know. Great. So assignment number one for you from today, you don't have to write this down because it'll be recorded, but <laughs> to get yourself into a good acting class. All right. And I'm going to tell you how to find a good acting class. Can we start there? So yes. you've been studying acting for about a year so far. That's it. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> well, honestly, I've been reading a lot too about different techniques and I've been open to a whole new world of Meisner. Than... Look at those eyes get big and excited <laughs> there. Yeah. And it's just so much and I really want to learn, but I just feel like sometimes I look back and I see all these people that have already done four years of like an MFA or they've done Some of them four are horrible. years of undergrad. And <laughs> 
Well, yeah. Yeah, but I hear what you. But I want to make sure that. So I want to. But I, yeah, it's yeah. like I compare myself, and then it's like Juliana, yeah. you have to pick, and you have to just go forward. Yeah. And so I want to stop right there. So that's really good. So I love that you said. I notice my comparison demons come up. I get really messy. Yes. And I get. But I stop, I, I'm stopping myself. I'm sure sometimes the stopping isn't quick. Sometimes it takes a few more Instagram swipes before you're able to get off that path, right? Yes. But um, the comparison, one of the things I want you to use around comparison, I want to give you a little tool there, okay, is whenever you start to feel that comparison thing come up and it sounds like it's already happening for you, is to really get curious about what is it that I'm wanting that I see that's going on with them. Am I wanting the am I wanting the opportunity? Am I wanting the job? Is it actually what I want? Is it an acting job? Does that make sense to you? When you're noticing it, what does it bring up for you? Just check in with me a little bit. I just feel sad that I didn't do it earlier. And I'm mm. like, these people have been doing it since they were twelve or since they were eighteen and I didn't do it just because I was scared and I didn't think I had the balls to do yeah, it, honestly. Sure. And I was scared that I was not gonna be having a backup and I thought my parents know best. I'm just going to do what they did. Yeah. And now it's just like, why I have everything to be able to do it. Why don't so I let's just do it? Do it. So let's do it. Let's talk about doing it a little bit. Can we do that? Yes. So theatric commercially, you're going out. We just said that you're doing that. And so when's the last time you saw your agent commercially? About a week ago on Easter. Good job. Yes. Um, so can you make sure you see your agent at least once every two months in real life? Yes. Okay. IRL. Not text, not email, not phone. In real life, I want you to see them at least once every two, maybe three months from time to time, but definitely every two months. Two to three months, you're going to see them in real life, okay? okay? And literally, that can be a swing by to just say, hey, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? Okay. Period. Does not have to be... I, do we, I think that we may have talked about this in the past. Did we at that... A little bit. We met in the past once yes. for one second, right? So, great. <laughs> so good. You took me up on that. I'm so glad. Yes. Um, so, um, the other thing I want you to do is um, send postcards to every single commercial casting director in town. Okay. Every single month for the rest of your life until you go to heaven. Okay? Okay. Unless you, or until you no longer want to do commercials. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to clean up the shop that you already have open, which is you have a commercial store open right now. Juliana is available to work in commercials, right? Yes. So I want to make sure that shop is really, really clean so we can build onto the next store. Does that make sense? The mm-hmm. second floor of your huge department store of of your business, if that right, makes right. sense. <laughs> I also want to say your business background, every actor in the world needs to have what you have already, which is this great degree. Like I want like, to, I'm the product. Why can I sell everything else? <laughs> but then when it comes to me, so, it's yeah. like, yeah. Why do you think, what do you think? It's precious. Yeah. This is like sacred to you. Yeah. yeah. This took a long time to say I yes I don't want to mess it up by doing something yeah. and then figuring out that's not the way. So I stop yeah. myself and it's like, very human of you. Very, I want to just say like, to me, what I see is like, us connecting those dots, as soon as we connect those dots, it's mm-hmm. going to be explode for you because the business background is what I'm usually trying to teach an actor to have. There you go. So, and entrepreneurship. There like, you go. Exactly. Hello. Yes. So Hi. yes. <laughs> Why do you think my other clients are people who run small businesses? Like it's the same. You're running a small business. That's the right. same. So you're, the reason why I'm having you send postcards every single month is because that's your way of like having a commercial or having a marketing. That's, that's your one piece of marketing. Okay. And it's only to commercial casting directors. And here's the truth. Commercials are the only place where I say it's okay to mail things to someone who you've never met before. Okay. Because commercial cast directors are casting so fast that seeing your face and JS represents on the back of that postcard is like, oh, okay, I know who she's with. And then assuming that JS is, what's his name? John Strappy. Yeah, John. Right. So that John's submitting you, they're going to see your face across their screen with his name underneath it every time they see it. So they just start to get to know who you are. Does that make sense? Yes. And so you're going to send to them every single month. You're going to write on the back of that postcard 
something exciting that's going on in your acting career. I don't care if it's your acting class. I don't care if it's a job you got no money for. It doesn't matter. They're not going to, they don't need to know that part. We just want that to be one form of branding. Okay. Okay. Theatrically, let's talk about that for a minute. Can I pop in about the postcard? Oh, yeah, please. So I was assigned this task and hated it. um, Hated it. Did you hate it? No. Here's what I realized there's a way to streamline it. And I think that's important because saying, you know, send a postcard out to a hundred casting directors once a month, one, plan on it being about 75 to 100 bucks. And two, know that. This does not mean you get the postcard printed and then you handwrite a note and then you stand. Oh hell no! This means you put the same thing on Vista Print in the mail and they mail it for you for that amount of money. And it is so much easier. And I had a great commercial audition with a casting director I hadn't seen in a while and got a great callback. I'm sure due to this process. Right. Yeah. And so, so just to get to be clear on that Vistaprint, Vistaprint.com is what most actors use. Maybe yeah, they'll sponsor the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> right. So please. Um, there you go. They print the back of it for you. So you don't have to handwrite any of these. I don't want you handwriting a hundred postcards. I'd rather jump off a cliff. So as the entrepreneur over there, I'm assuming that you're like, I don't want you wasting time in the mail room. Right. Does that make sense? Like yes. get back up to the penthouse where you're directing the business, but you might have to spend a couple weeks just sorting out that process. Mm-hmm. And Another, you can pull yeah. all of these, yeah. uh, addresses off of castingabout.com. Right. Castingabout.com has all the addresses for all the casting directors in town and you're looking for just commercial right now. Okay. Okay. Um, and it'll, it's, it's normal for you to be like, I don't know what this is yet because when you go look at Vistaprint and then you go look at Casting About, you'll get a better idea of how this works. Gotcha. But essentially it is, I want to send a postcard with a big face, big name on the front and the back is, has your agent's information and then one like win that's going on in your acting career. Don't get crazy about the win because actually on the receiving end, that part matters the least. The most important part is your face and your name. Right. So we tend to, as actors, think really, really hard about what am I going to write in the back one? And then the receiving end, the song that I want you to sing yourself when you're writing this postcard is, no one cares, no one cares, no one cares, no one cares. On the receiving end, they will care one infinitesimal nano amount as much as you do. You care like so much. They're like, don't care. Moving on. Like it's that fast and your face made a bigger impression anyway. So don't get yourself crazy in that moment. Okay. Theatrically, let's talk about that. Where are you submitting yourself right now? Actors Access, LA Casting. And that's about it. Okay, and casting, casting Frontiers, I like Casting it. Frontiers, I feel like sometimes a lot of people have right? a, a love-hate relationship. Not hate, but And like, like on all of them, great, basically. Okay. So I want you to be on all of them. And there's some you don't have on the list yet, actually. I want you to add Hollywood Casting and Film. Oh, okay. And I want you to add, oh, she's writing this down. What a dutiful girl. A beautiful woman. I don't mean to say girl. Don't get mad at me, people out there. Okay. So, um, but she's very young. So, um, uh, Casting Frontier, Hollywood Casting and Film. You already have Casting Frontier. Uh, backstage. Oh, I'm on backstage. Okay, great. Yes. So here's the thing about backstage, and I want to really be an advocate for backstage, and this is why. Okay. We tend to write backstage off as like, these are dumb student films or whatever. So first of all, all student filmmakers, I love you, so I want to make sure you hear that. Also, filmmakers who don't make films often. So remember, it takes a lot of money to make a film. So a yes. filmmaker might make a film once every two years, and they still might be great films, right? So they don't know about actors' access all the time. They're just filmmakers who know of backstage because it's been around for so long that they're putting their listing up on backstage. You don't want to miss that opportunity because you wrote off backstage. Does that make sense to you? Right. Right. So are you getting auditions right now? I'm getting student auditions okay. mostly. Do you and have a real? And some paid on Actors Access. Good. 
I don't. That's what one of my biggest priorities. Is yeah, it should be one of your big priorities. And that's why I've been doing short films, but I feel like short films are such hit or miss. So it's you're so, you're right, Juliana. You're so smart. You're right. They are hit or miss. You're saying exactly what I would expect. So do you have any footage at all? Yes. Okay. How much? Like how many scenes? Like four scenes. That's great. So here's what I would say. Are any of them pull outable that you can make a clip out of them for actors? Like four films, but I could take different scenes from those films. Great. Have yeah. you done anything with that on Actors Access yet? No. Okay, great. Girl, we're going to change your life in two seconds. Okay. I want you to pick one scene. Here's what a better idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elevate this task for you. Are the films short? Yes. And do you have them? Not yet. That's one of the things bitch. that I... I know, but I can't No, I mean do them, it. bitch, is what I'm saying. Okay. Not you. Right, so... You, because yeah. sometimes they want to yeah. submit hey, to a festival them, so they can't you. give it to me or sometimes they're not done with editing. Great. So I'm going to teach you how to get it, right? This is how you, and they don't want to release. No. <sighs> I'm going to tell you how to get it, okay? This is where you're going to pull up that inner bitch of your own and use it, okay? So you got to say to them, so I suspect when you signed up for this job, payment was a copy of the footage. Correct. And right. a meal. Right. And a, and a meal. We don't worry about it. Probably a lame meal. Okay, right. So you're going to email them and say, hey... And you can throw me under the bus, too. You can say, hey, um, I'm circling back to try to get some footage from you from the whatever. Uh, I have no intention of posting it anywhere other than on my reel. My agent is asking for this right now. You could just throw that in there. Why not? They don't know. My agent is asking for this right now. Um, If you need me to pay for any kind of collection costs or postage, please let me know. I love that face you're making. What's the face say? You have to pay? No, you shouldn't. And the reason why you say that is because they're never going to make you pay, but you say that because it makes you sound like a nice person. Gotcha. Got it? So in the olden days, when we'd actually have to get a DVD of freaking work that we did, you would say that because you knew that they had to burn a DVD and mail it to you. Oh, I see. But part of what that did that we don't have anymore is it like ingratiates yourself to them of like, listen, I understand this is a little bit of work. I'm not pretending like it's going to take you no effort to do this, right? Right. So- and then they'll say, you can have my assurity that no one will see this besides my agent. And then you can, and then if they don't Makes get sense. that. Yeah. Does it make sense? Do you have their text and email from any of them? Yeah. Great. So then three days pass. I haven't heard back. Wanted to check back in on this. Mm-hmm. And then a text. Hey, I need to get that footage. And then, the, and then if you don't hear it again, this is the fourth time. So one, two is a text or an email. Three is a text or an email. Fourth time. So let about three days pass from each one if they're not getting any response or action on. You get to say, hey, I hate to do this, but I want to remind you. You don't have to say, I hate to do this. You need to be direct. So, hey, I want to remind you, when I agreed to do the project, it was about, it was about footage and a meal. I need the footage. What date can I have that by? So if some of them have valid reasons, like we have a, we have a, you know, they're making you wait because they're going to go to a festival or whatever. I always say at that moment, you can say things like, is there any chance I could just get my scene then? It won't be public. It'll only be on my reel. Like you could say things like that and maybe they'd be more willing. Is this helpful at all? Yes. Okay, cool. So do you think any of these ones you might be able to get your hand on? I think one of them more, more so? than the other. Okay. Um, but then what if they give it back and I'm not so happy with the part? That totally I, hear you. Totally there, are, there are short films that I've, ex- like I've accepted to do just because I want time on set yeah. and I want to be able to understand yeah, yeah, yeah. what it's like to be on it. Thank God, Juliana, that you said yes to that because so many actors don't. I want to slap them. So yes. <laughs> but then what if I don't want to act like the this is 27-year-old because I'm trying to go for... Younger. Yeah. Right. Great. So here's what I'll say. Um, we need to see the footage. And to me, that's a place where I want you to kind of share that with like five people in your tribe. Mm-hmm. And I want you to pick people who are more in the business than you are. So it could be a coach like me, or it could be five people from your acting class who've got credits, who've got more going on, who've been in the business in the city for a little bit longer. Say, hey, I'm thinking about pulling a scene from this 
short film. I'm totally okay with the answer that nothing is pullable, but what do you think of these two scenes? Here are the time codes. Let me know what you think. Okay. So that you're getting somebody else's out input in it. And part of this exercise is, yes, you want to hear somebody else's other outside eye giving this to you. Mm-hmm. But the other part is you're calling out to the universe, I'm doing this right now and I'm taking myself seriously. And that brings back a different kind of attraction. True. Does that make sense to you? That's yeah. a different part of this process, right? I think I was just getting very urgent and like, I want a reel to be able to get representation. And then I want to be able to brand myself a certain way because these short films might not be branding me in the way that I want. Great, so we're going to screw the reel for a second. I've got another plan for you. Okay. So you're doing great. So representation is great for you. You should get, reputa- you should get representation. I think we should be able to get representation easily because you can play so young, right? You can play high schooler, right? Right. So what I would say is, do you have an audition on tape that's like the most amazing audition in the world? Yeah. Do you? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm most amazing oh, audition in the world. She's playing me. She's playing me. Okay. I submitted to a contest called ABC Discovers. Okay. Right. And yeah, that's a great contest. they picked me as a finalist. So that's the one that I have on Actors Access as a video. So great. So you do use that Because I have heard with. that on Actors Access, if you do have some type yes. of video, they look at you more because you're just up there. Yes, exactly. So that's why I put that one. So, but, and it's great. You think it's terrific? I think I can do better. Okay, so here's what I think. But I would love you to have they, what I would call, it, so. I like to call it a prize winning audition tape, where it's just a, a clip of you doing an audition that you can use to send to managers and agents. They don't have to have a reel. They can call you in based on an amazing audition. But that audition has to be like, you look amazing, the lighting is amazing, the sound is amazing, your acting is brilliant. And we would write a letter to the managers and agents, reaching out, kind of selling you as this younger person where they say, it's something to play younger. What is that phrase? Oh, uh, like twenty to play younger. Yeah, twenty-five to eighty-eight to play younger. Whatever it is, um, and so we can literally have you send this. Out, have that audition tape be what you send out, but it needs to be like hosted somewhere other than Actors Access, probably like Vimeo or something, okay. so they could go to it. But it needs. To, this is the kind of thing where I would go like, put it on tape with a coach. Make sure the scene is beautiful and amazing. And the thing about the scene is you might use the scene that you used for ABC. That would be fine. Um, or something else that you found. But we want that scene to be really clear who you are right away in the scene. Because we have to be able to get the story right away. Otherwise, we're not interested. That's the only thing about it. Because we won't know the script, right. essentially, right? Um, you can use that to reach out to managers and agents. And I would use that as the next step for you. Just direct cold email. Yeah, 100%. How do you think people get managers and agents? Referrals. Yeah, that's another way. What else? I've heard so many podcasts also that just say don't email because they're never going to look at it. So I'm just I like, hate why all put those podcasts? Time? Not on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> hate those podcasts, but that is the cra- yeah, good. That's, that's why I was so happy to find yours. Honestly, I oh, I found it through someone in my acting class, and I literally found it in one week and like binged like ten <laughs> episodes. And I was like, why didn't I have this before coming to LA? I would have like saved so much time. Oh my god, you're officially part of the new intro. Yeah. Um, but so to that note, the the email thing, yes, referrals are great. Yes, there's but there's no one way to go about it. And shutting out the most major line of communication that we use day to day, which is email, is 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 just is just screwing yourself because you're you're so cute and you're young and you're ethnically ambiguous and and you are so open to so much representation. So emails yeah. for you, 
I don't think are going to be a yeah. problem. I'm yeah. going to shut my mic off now. And go ahead. <laughs> uh, but also, the other thing about email is no one is keeping a blacklist. I think sometimes somewhere around the world, some actors got this idea that if you email them, they remember. I don't know who you think these agents are who have time to keep track of you, self-centered, no egocentric bitches. But no one has time to write down your name and your and put her on our blacklist so we never call her. <laughs> name. It just doesn't happen, right? So I think there's a difference between being a pest, emailing right. someone 12 times, versus sending a, a really great email. And I also think that sometimes an email plus a follow-up email is a terrific tool. Like I'm totally into that. And in fact, I've got a freebie to share with everybody later today that I'll make sure Sam gives you guys today. That's all about emails. Um, and it'll help you, Juliana. Nice. Um, so that's part of what I'm wanting from you. But I really want to go back to the class thing. Can we go back there? Yes, So I'm going to talk about how do. to find a great class, okay? okay? So I can't give my stamp of approval on any acting class because that's not fair because you could have a great experience and Sam could have a horrible experience. It really, because we know teachers... We have to resonate with our teacher. Here's what I look for in a good teacher. I need you to be seated next to an actor who is similar in type to you, who booked a job that you want yesterday. Smart, yes. Okay. okay. Or at least is at that studio. Maybe you're not placed in that same class because you're not at the same level or whatever, but they're at that studio. I need a teacher who is working on the material that you want to be booking every single week. So you said film. So in LA, that's probably going to mean it's a studio that does TV and film. I don't know if there's any studios that only do film in LA, right? So a, teach, a studio that's doing TV and film because they're working on the scripts that you're going to be booking. Make sense? Yes. I want you to be in a studio that the teacher at one point in, the li- in their lifetime of a class says to you or to another student, you're not in your voice or you're not in your body. If they're not using that language, then I feel like it's not really the wholehearted work that we're talking about that we want actors to be able to have. Okay. And I, this is a Brian Patek, a personal opinion. This isn't an expert opinion. I believe in preparation. And I believe that very rarely are we asked, audition right now for this job. So I actually don't believe in cold reading whatsoever as a skill. I think that can be very incendiary when I say that to some people. Mm -hmm. But what I mean is that we go to a cold reading class to get better at being a good script detective. Right. But my actors who work the most are asked to cold read once a year, if that. So a class which grounds itself in cold reading as a skill, to me, is a waste of your time. Unless you're in that place where I really want to get better at my script detective skills and that's the only thing I want to work on right now. And it's like, if there's a reason for it for you, then I would get it. But other than that, I'm like, I want you to be in a class where you do prepare before you show up to class. Does that make sense? Yes. Great. Um, The other thing is there's also the acting class, which is when an actor is at a time in their life where they're getting too tight or they're too technique driven and they're not enjoying acting anymore. And that's the thing. I don't, sometimes I don't know where I am because I don't have that technique. So maybe do I need to go into one of those classes? It's a foundation in the Meisner or in Estella Adler or in the method. I, yeah, I'm so I've so pause for the cause. Let me finish this point before I go there, right? Okay. Because sometimes I think if we're feeling that you're not feeling dark, is what I'm trying to say right now. It doesn't sound like you're feeling Are you feeling dark about your acting technique? You're feeling questioning about it. it feels like two different things. I just don't have one. I just <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a technique. I use my experiences. I use what Juliana sometimes thinks of, okay, this character is there. Have I ever felt there? Great. You know? And that, she, by the way, that's the start of a technique, by the way. B-T-W-F-Y-I-P-S. <laughs> and from there, I've gotten my things and my and my projects. But sometimes I feel like, what if I get that character where I can't feel there? So uh, it's so, like, would I use backstory? Would I use my imagination? Or so you're taught, I, you sound like an artist. I just want to make sure you're <sighs> noticing that about yourself. And you sound like someone who should be in a class, sure, where you can get some more direction to what's Juliana's way. So the truth for me is any studio that teaches you a technique, great. 
But you have to take that technique, go home and go, what's my new way? Mm-hmm. How do I do it? So I know like for me, when I was acting, it was all about, I, everything came from my body. If I could find it in my body, then I knew what to do in the scene. If I felt my feet on the ground and I knew the breath of this character, I was into it. Mm-hmm. People can find their own way in in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to go try some studios out and use some of the criteria that I gave to you. But what I was saying about the acting type, the being in an acting class where it's really like fulfilling, to me that's not where, you're on the hunt, you're on the hunt for a technique. Yeah, you're not I, in a place where you're like, I'm so miserable at acting and I'm sad. Those oh no. people, I kind of want them to get in a class where it is really imaginative and it's about the fun again instead yeah. of about the work. You're in a place where you want to I'm be hungry. Like yeah. I wanna, I want to start. Yes. And so to me, like... that's an acting studio that has real skill, right? That's like um, John Rosenfeld Studios or Leslie Kahn or Stan Kirsch or um, I like Berg Studios too. Like I'm just naming some of the ones that I like if that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Cool? Um, and I would audit you got to see if it's a match for you. And here's the thing. I don't think it's appropriate for you to be like, auditing to me doesn't always mean, especially in LA, that you're actually going to get to observe a class. Sometimes it's a consultation. That's what they do, right? Which is normal. But you don't necessarily need to feel comfortable for it to be the right teacher. Meaning you might be like, whoa, no one's ever said that to me as an actor. And somehow I understand that idea and it made me uncomfortable because I don't get it yet. Like, there's something around the beginner that I think you get, like the beginner's mind you want to bring to it. Mm-hmm. So be aware of that. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel comfortable, like safe, but I mean comfortable in terms of like, oh, wow, I don't, I have clients who've started into acting classes who've been actors for a long time. They're like, I feel like I don't know how to act on like this, on the first day of class. I'm like, perfect, that's the class for you because there's something there for you. You do still know how to act, but there's yeah. still something there for you. Does that make sense? Right. So to me, okay, I want to bring us down here. How are we on time? Ben. Great. Your assignment from today. Make a plan to see John once every two months-ish. Send postcards every month to every single commercial casting director in town. Put an amazing audition on tape. Work with a coach to do it. Spend the time. Maybe you meet with a coach to find the exact script that works. Maybe you use the one from the ABC Discovers thing, right? Audit three or four classes. Does that make sense? Yes. And I would also make your step beyond, step six would be draft an email to send to eight managers and agents. Okay. And what we would do is work from there once we have the audition tape. Now how do we how do we tinker with that email to send it out to people? Question. Yes, mama, please. <laughs> okay, the hardest part for me is picking a scene because I don't know how to brand myself and I don't know what I should be on TV, on film. Girl. I'm just like okay, what? Right, let's I, brand I hear you. Let's in LA you. you just know you have to go out for these certain parts and I'm like I don't want to just pigeonhole myself in one part but I also feel like I don't want to be everything. Yeah. You know? So right, so great. I and never so, I never want your brand to feel like an artistic prison, like I'm stuck here, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to deal with this is the you, this is the body the universe gave you, and this is the hair and the, and the face the universe gave you. And so we're going to project a story onto you just because of the way you were, your cells are arranged, right. right? And right now your cells are arranged in a young lady's face, right? right. So uh, with a great big smile, right? A beautiful <laughs> smile, right? So we're going to want to tell the story of, of, let's pretend you're playing the 18-year-old for a second, right? We're going to want to tell the story of, okay, what's an 18-year-old deal with in school right now? Okay, so there's probably like social media bullying. You're either the pretty girl or you're like the one next to the pretty girl or you're like totally nerd. Like we know what stories are told in that genre, right? Right. And for you, I feel like you're either going to be, depending on how the show is colored, what I mean by that is there are shows where everyone is attractive and no one ever talks about it. Do you know what I mean? And then there's shows where like someone is attractive and it is talked about. Right? So I feel like for you, if everyone is attractive, then maybe that's just, you're just one of the people on the show. Right? If it's a show where we're like having like um, people who are 
not as attractive plus attractive, then I feel like you could be like, okay, she's the pretty girl. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Right? Um, and the pretty girl doesn't have to, you also feel to me, I get an energy of like good girl, not bad girl from you. Um, I also feel like uh, energetically, if you were coming in, you would be, let's cast you on mean girls. Who do you think you are? Gretchen? Yep. 100%. <laughs> right? Did you watch girls? No, I did not. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this is a trick. Ladies, I got a trick for you. And some of these shows you're not going to know, but you're going to figure it out anyway. So I want you to look at <laughs> girls. I want you to look at sex in the city. I want you to look at mean girls. I want you to look at uh, golden girls. And I want you to look at designing women, which are all shows all about women. And just see which character you are in all of them. That's a starting place. And I'm going to give you your final assignment. Okay, and this is going to help you with branding. In terms of picking that scene, my gut says land in a new studio, love your teacher, use a coach that's in that studio or the coach that is your teacher to help you find this audition tape because they're going to know you and pick something beautiful for you. So don't be in a rush to get that audition tape made. Be in a rush to get into class. Okay. So the thing I want to this your last assignment though is I want you to make a list of ten actors that you could replace on television right now. My prototypes. Yes, girl. She got it. And I want it to be, um, it has to be 10. Don't come back to me with nine. It needs 10. The reason 10 is there for a reason. It's supposed okay. to be tough. And it needs to be if an alien came along and sucked them away. And you're going to replace them on TV. You can use one for film too. Because I feel like you're going to be looking at things like thir- 13 Reasons Why, um, Love, Simon. And exactly like age. Age. You think if they're a little bit older, you might say a younger version of. Height. All yeah. of the- most what you what for 90 percent image or for like it's mostly what they look like right and the role that they play it's kind of a combination of the two you might find one that you're like i'm the younger version of her because you're so young you might see Mm -hmm. someone that's in that space that's okay i just don't want to make all of them a younger version of a younger version of yeah like one or two okay but then the other ones we want to know who are you on tv right now because here's what's happening the manager agent is sitting at their desk and they're looking at breakdowns and they're going to say think but cheese mcgee if Butt Cheese McGee is a prototype for you, perfect. I don't know. I'm not, whatever. Think Gretchen Wieners, right? Great. She's right. a prototype for but you. But them being blonde isn't going to take away. So the, that's, I would it? try to make more of them look like you is the only okay. thing I'd say. It's helpful. It can't be one. It's okay if one of them's are blonde, just so you guys know Juliana has dark hair. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, if one of them is blonde, it's okay. I would try to drive to more that looked like you. It'll make your life easier. Okay. Got it. Is this helpful? Yes. Great. So I want to hear one more thing I have to say to you right now. Ready? Go for it. You're on time. You hear me? Thank you. You're on time. There are things that are happening in your life that need to happen for you to be able to be where you are with your craft. If you would have been an actor before, it wouldn't have been time. Okay? You're not missing out. What's meant for you will come to you. I appreciate All right? that. Yeah, I really want you to know that it's it's here. All right? Thank you. 100%. I'm really glad we had time together You're today. You're the best. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, that was, so that was awesome. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, thank you. As, as Bran says in Game of Thrones, it got you where you are today. <laughs> If you're yes. caught up. <laughs> we can't talk about my history. Again, but great. Good. Um, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to add or say as we kind of wrap things up? Any like wrap up questions or comments or like how you feel? Because people who are listening, there are so many people who are listening who feel freaking exactly like mm-hmm. you do. Five, six years ago, I felt exactly like you do. Cecilia sitting across the table, she's nodding her head. She knows exactly. Like we are all feel like we don't, first of all, every day I'm like, I'm unclear 
as to what the fuck I'm doing. I like, I'm then I'm like, okay, no, 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 you have, a <laughs> but that voice but shows up, time, but it shows up all the time. Right. And, and I also constantly, I have a degree in theater and I all the time feel untrained. Hmm. So there is no, you know, there's no answer. Yeah. We're all just playing the same yeah. video game. We're just on different levels. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And especially every time you pick up a script, I feel like you're like, okay, do I know how to act or how do I, how, what's my way in? Every time. And, and what I'm hearing from you, Juliana, is like, you're still figuring out what are the questions you want to ask yourself in that moment. What I need to ask myself to know how to start looking at the script. And you have some of this already. Right. It's like, I want that toolkit, but I have to have experience to build that toolkit. Sure. Which is why I'm so glad you said yes to doing like crap jobs, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, say yes. Because the truth is, I don't want your time on set to be like, I, you booked this great job and then you flubbed being on set with the great, awesome, amazing job that's a fabulous credit because you didn't have that learning on another lame set for mm-hmm. lack of a better way to describe it, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. So I would much rather have you learn the lessons in the low stakes world, if that makes sense. Yeah, cool. definitely. Good. I appreciate all of this. So Good. thank you. If anything I could tell people is that, yeah, just seek help because honestly the people in your life want to help and people like you, there's so many resources, so... I appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you saying that. I think it's hard sometimes to raise your hand and say, I need help. I think asking it for is. help can feel really tough. And a lot but of just us... to say that I'm new to this and I'm not yeah. where you are. So, yeah. yeah. And just, the other thing is they say this. So I work with people in recovery. And one of the things that they say is your own best thinking got you here. So recovery meaning like alcoholics or not, okay. right. So your own best thinking got you here. So like totally you got, you have to get somewhere else. You have to have some other thoughts being inserted into your brain. Right. So yeah. you have to have someone else to join you, which is why you're like education. You believe in education. You went to school for it. You're like, where's my education to be an actor? It's like mm-hmm. the adult acting school. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you guys. All right, guys, we're going to move on. So time warp. we're now with Mike Schiff. Hi, Mike. Hi, Sam. And we're still with Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, girl. And um, I'm going to sit back as I did with Juliana, and I'm going to kind of let you guys go. I'll chime in where I feel like my voice belongs and kind of uh, be here hanging out, but I'm going to let you guys connect and uh, cool. onward, fellas. Game Great. On. Um, so do I have permission to coach you today? Coach me. Great. Do it. Is there anything I should know before we start um, that is gets in the way when you're working with someone one-on-one? Not really. I'm pretty open about cool. my life and cool. everything. Great. So um, if you had a magic wand mm. and you could say this was happening in my acting career right now, what would be happening? Auditioning regularly. Gotcha. And for student films? God, no. <laughs> what would you be auditioning for? T- television. Okay. And television number one? Yeah. Great. And what's in the way? Um, I would say... You can, I can blame reps all I want, but there's this stigma that I've heard since I moved here two years ago mm-hmm. of it's really hard for, and I hate saying this on a podcast, but like sure. you're a, a young white guy trying to break into the industry right now in 2019. Good luck. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then coming from Chicago, like there's only four offices <laughs> and they all know me by name. Sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah. coming out here was a little bit of a culture shock. Sure. Right. And, uh, what were you doing in Chicago? Just give me a little background. Um, improv, um, commercials. I did Chicago PD. Okay. Um, and then once I felt like I did it, I was also I lived there all my life. Sure. So I couldn't wait. You needed to a change. Leave. I needed to leave so Got bad. Yeah. Good. So how's LA treating you? It's good. Um, I'm the subject of my own misery when I want to be. And, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Sam knows I declared in class maybe a month ago that like I'm I'm gonna be positive. I watched Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Great. And I was like, that's it. That's the one. And I've just been like kind of trusting that things will work out. Money's rough. Um, You know, the lack of auditions is rough and stuff like that. But I'm just kind of like trusting it and slowly things are coming together. Okay. So tell me a little bit of what's important to you about being on TV? I just love performing. Yeah. Um, I just, and especially now TV, there's just so many different ways to do it. Um, Are you a funny person? They tell me. Okay. <laughs> I laughed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so far, so good. I mean, is that, what, if you were to say that I was on a show on TV, would you want it to be a comedy or does it matter? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. I just like making people feel shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if you hate me. Not me, yeah, personally, don't okay. hate me. But like, if I make you feel something, hate me, love me, cry, laugh, whatever, then I did my job that day. Great. Great. And if you did your job in an audition room, whether you booked it or not, what happened for the people in that room, would you say? Usually they laughed. Right. And what does that give them, do you imagine, if you were able to say what it gave them? I, I know that they all root for us, so yeah. they want us to succeed. So if they find something funny and they're not laughing at you for doing something stupid, they're laughing right. with you for what you brought in the room, Yeah, then you know, you probably made their 15 minutes or however long you were right. in there. I want to, I want to, because I'm interested in what you're saying here, and I want to tap in a little bit to what's Mike's specific blessing that he brings into an audition room. What do you think that that is? I I don't know. I have pretty positive energy when I'm in there. Great. Because it's, that's where I want to be. I want to be in, I mean, obviously you want to be on set, but the first step is to be in those rooms. Right. Which is why self-tapes are a whole different ball sure. game. You just want to book the room. You don't care necessarily about booking that role. Mm-hmm. I've gotten over that. Like, Great. Uh, I just, yeah, I just want to be able to be called back into the same room. and. They're- so if we, let's pretend that acting stopped at the audition room for a second. That was it. There was no thing. There's no such thing as getting on set. It's just, that's just audition. Let's pretend that's the end of the outcome for a second. Cool. It's just going to the audition and that's it. And the people in the room are, you leave. What did you give the people in that room that day? This is something that was true about you the moment your mom held you for the first time, too. Probably. Okay. So I gave her the best blessing in the world (laughs) a healthy baby boy. I didn't give her that, but I was that. Right. Something that she could see in you from the start, if that makes sense. I mean, something that's inevitably true about you, essentially true about you. And I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I know. Yeah. What do you think? I. What does everybody say about you? Sam, what does everyone say? Uh, <laughs> you got this one. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Good I've answer. I've been told my personality is contagious, and that's good and bad. Say with the good for a minute. Well, if if I'm in a good mood, I can tend to bring up everybody around me. Great. So you can bring some lightness into the room, yeah. right? So you just revealed something about yourself about that contagious part. So I am so contagious that if I am dark, I can also bring darkness into the room. 100%. Great. So what you also said here was that you want to be responsible for bringing positivity because you know this power of your own. Yeah. So you have a superpower. Nice. And you need to, And so what I'm wanting is for you to tap into that so that when you go to auditions, it is always there, regardless of the material, regardless of the outcome, so that you have five auditions, you book none of them. But in each of those rooms, something happened. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Beyond the material. Yeah. So 
Tell me a little bit around your rep story right now. Hmm. What's that like? I laugh. I like that. What? It's a complicated rep situation, sure. Brian. Welcome to every actor's life. Um, I've yet to meet an actor who says, I'm perfectly 100% happy with all of my reps, just so you know. So welcome to normalcy. Well, it's, it's a very interesting situation for me personally. Um, You're dating your agent. No, but she's my cousin. Okay. Um, and I love her very much. I uh, wouldn't have been able to move out here if it wasn't for her. She literally right. found us the apartment. Wow, awesome. Um, and she knows her like standing, I guess, in the industry. Okay. She's a new agent. Okay. Um, the last audition she got me was NCIS, and I was pinned. Great. Haven't had an audition since then from her. And how long ago was that? Almost six and a half months now. And only because we're going to be very fair, we're not going to make you say who that is right now. Right. Otherwise, I'd be definitely asking. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I can talk to her like a human being, not like I'm scared of her. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like, hey, what's up? And she's like, you're doing all the right things. Just Is she patient. at a new agency? They are. They were a commercial agency that she started the theatrical branch of. Okay. Got it. Um, and like the positives about that is like, I know she's submitting me. I'm mm-hmm. not worried about talking to her. I'm not worried about stepping on her toes. I'm, I can talk Give to her. Give honesty like, around this whole thing. A hundred percent. She gets that you're not getting out as much as you'd like. Yeah. And, right. she, and she knows that. And you know, like when you are an agent, like your money is entirely relying on you. Right. So she's aware of the situation. Um, I've gone through two managers now. Um, Who do you have one right now? No. Okay. Yes and no. I have a... People are really against the pay-to-play idea sure, of manager, sure, sure. but I was recommended to work with this management company, pay-to-play, mm-hmm. um, which... I've heard some people do okay with them, actually. So I I'm, really I, like yeah. her. Okay, great. Um, it, you know, I would love to be in the financial... Or I would love to be in the situation where I don't have to pay sure. for it. Will you kind of explain what that is, just so people I guess know? they're different for... Depending on who you're repped by. My particular person, there's a flat fee every month, and if I book something, they don't take a cut. Right, and they submit—they're basically like submission machines. Yeah, in some ways, but but yeah, they're still—they still operate the same way that a management company does, which is very interesting. They just have a completely different model. And and I just make sure you don't get lost at a place like that because to them, quantity would be better than quality in some ways, right? So if they represent a thousand actors and that's a hundred bucks a month, and that's a lot of money. I've calculated right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I'm always curious how much people make. It's very bizarre. Um, But so I like her. A lot. I've been with her Has since. Has she gotten you out at all? November. Yes. Great. Um, more than at at this moment. How com- often has she gotten you out in six? You said six months. Yeah. So I since w- January ish, or a little earlier, November. I would say since November first. Great. Um, and what has she happened? So what's happened since November? Just factually. Like with her? Yeah. Like how many? How many auditions? Maybe five. Or That's six incredible months. to me. They real auditions TV. Yeah. Okay, so I want you to make sure you hear that as incredible because the tendency is when you start with somebody new, three months, nothing happens. If anything happens in that first, unless it's somebody who's super hot and on it and is like putting you everywhere and like really working hard. Usually it takes a while for the other people in the world to recognize that you're with and that And she's agency. literally said yeah. that to my face. Great. Well, I've never met her in person, but she's, she said that on the phone. That like you're doing really great. Well, that thank you. She literally went, thank you for not jumping ship at this point. Like you have to realize it takes a while for your face to get in front of the people. I love it. So I yeah, having said that, I was with another manager. I was with him. Screw that. Let's talk about the new one because the new one sounds like it's working. You're not leaving anytime soon, are you? No, but I am still looking for an actual manager. What does your uh, cousin agent say about this manager? As she doesn't care as long as I'm going out. That's just she what she says. Great. And talk to me about your relationship with the casting directors. I'm working on it. 
Okay. I, mean, I like. So I these send, five auditions you had were all TV, right? Yeah, a couple self tapes. How did you stay in touch with these people? I, I immediately write a thank you note and right a, afterwards. After that, anything else? No. Okay, girl, come on. <laughs> all right, we gotta fix this. Okay. Um, it's okay. I called you, girl. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, so. Here's the tendency that we have, which is like, we go to an audition, we do fabulous work, and we have a tendency to think, that person will now think of me for every role that I'm right for for the rest of their life because I'm so brilliant, which is a lot of pressure. Right, right. So what we need to do is we have to stay in touch with them. And you've heard this before, and there's good ways and bad ways to do this, and people are going to tell you don't do this, people are going to tell you to do this. I'm going to tell you my way to think that I think to do this is very few people are offended by mail, like receiving mail does not offend them. People can be offended by getting things in their inbox and in their email unless you already have their email address. Does that make sense? Like we don't go fishing for email addresses. All my thank you notes are mail. Great. So what I would like to do is you've got money in the bank right now that you're not checking on every single month, but you have to send something once a month to check on that deposit. So every audition you've ever been on, those people should hear from you once a month. Okay. That can look like a postcard. If you were to be like pro actor number one, it would be a postcard and an email every single month. Emails, don't be annoying over your email. Don't send me a newsletter with 15 wins in it. I want to kill you. We think you're annoying. One is enough. I actually love it when people's emails look like an Instagram post. Headline, photo, caption, done. Great. That's it. Simple. Um, Don't get too deep in the weeds of thinking about how this postcard is going to look, how this email is going to look. When you're doing this, you're spending all your time in the mailroom. Like, I want to get you out of there right away. Just get up a system where you can send it once a month and move on. Okay, I don't want. That's it. We're done with that point. You feel good about that? Yeah. Questions. Yes. What What constitutes a win? I mean, obviously, new rep. That's a win. Sure. Whatever. But what constitutes a win when you could say there are no wins that much? So great. Uh, To me, this is a great question because I think this is also comes up when you meet with an agent or a manager. You meet with a caster. They want to ask you about what's going on with you. Anything positive that you're excited about counts as a win to me. It does not matter if it has credibility on the other side. So sure. If you booked a freaking NCIS, tell me you got pinned. That's the perfect almost to put on a postcard. Just pinned for a role on NCIS playing a da, 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 da. I would love for you to put some adjectives on the back. So I get more branding out of it. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. So almosts can be reported in postcards. I think almost in emails feel weird. Like I just got pinned. Pinned is actually okay. But if you say like I was called back, it feels a little bit weird. Right. right? But pinned in a postcard feels great. Um, Also, I, I love it when someone says, I'm doing a web series where I get to play a da 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 I don't care if it's your friend's web series. I'm never going to know that. What I want to do is I want the postcard to function as a branding piece of paper. I don't care what the job was. If you booked a big job, great. Otherwise, just tell me about the thing you've done recently. If you're an actor who has not worked on anything in a month, then you need to start auditioning for some more crap stuff or do stand-up or do improv. You need to be somewhere doing your acting. Does that make sense to you? Perfect sense. Great. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Right. What else going on? So you're doing workshops? Uh, no? I'm, the money is an issue. Great. Cool. Money's an issue. Welcome to being an actor. I'm sorry yeah. about it. Let's check in for a second. Uh, are you in a place right now financially where you are stressed all the time or low grade? I have. I could be stressed all the time if I let myself, but I'm tired of letting myself Great. be that. Great. It's one of the most important things to me is that your life is sustainable while you're being an actor because it can bleed so quickly into what you're able to show up, show up with in an audition mm-hmm. room. So that you're taking care of that is really important to me. One of the things I, right now, what do you do for work? Uh, it's, it's mostly just deliveries. Okay. Got it. all of the, so super flexible. Yeah. You're right. Great. Um, are you okay with it? I can't tell. Um, 
there are moments when it's it's great when I can like put on a podcast like. I, I used to I went through like a binge session where I listened to all of Sam's podcasts. I listen I'm doing cool. Sam Jones like a crazy person and stuff right. like that. But after a while the it, it started to feel like this is homework and not fun. Got it. Um so I had to take a break from that and just and being in a, a car all day and dealing with the types of people that order food. Sure. And it just being a delivery dude makes me respect the serving industry and that kind of industry so much more <laughs> because I've, I've gotten an Instacart order where I literally, the first thing I see is how much I make from Instacart and how much you tip me. And it's at zero for tip. And I was like, how do I cancel? I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but if you cancel the order, they kick you out of the app. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, you got a great, you, you appreciate service people now, but that's, oh, that's one lesson you learned. So I would, inc- you're probably already doing this, but, uh, Take a look at what that's taking from your time, energy, and money in terms of how that works for you functionally as an actor. Because we may be really good at working ourselves out of the negativity around it, but there may also be a solution where like, you know what, I really should be making this much money now. Where can I work? Is there a different opportunity for me? And I just encourage you to think about that a little bit. I literally just yeah. got hired at a catering company last week. Um, so Is I, better money? It should be. Yeah, um, I hear And it dream. seems like those are flexible too. Yeah. It's just like I, uh, I did temp work and I'm working trying to get a temp agency to like yes. find something yes. that's not going to cost me money to work there. Yeah, no. Um so like I have my hands in a bunch of different baskets and st- something will work out. Yes, I'm it will. not super worried about. Good. It, even though I know like if I were to show you my bank statement, you'd probably be like, "Worry a little." <laughs> <laughs> no, so what I want the reason I want to say this is a lot of times this is where I think the mistake comes from is I love first of all I'm a huge fan of temp agencies because a lot of time when you're at those jobs you're going to be one of the smartest people on the block there and like you can do your acting work while you're there because you're going to get it faster than other people who are there because they can't get people at the rate that they're paying who have the education or the background that you do. Right. So just know that that's I love that idea. The other thing that I wanted to offer you is when we're talking about these jobs, that, that this like the temp job and those other jobs that you're talking about, is a lot of times we as actors let flexibility be the de- the number one decision maker when 100%. we're looking at jobs, right? And I actually think that's a mistake because most of actors are really talented at things besides acting because part of your training is in looking at someone's face and seeing what's going on with them and figuring out how to solve the problem, which is what everyone wants on their workforce. So you have a skill beyond what's actually asked for you at that office or that workspace in nth degree beyond everybody who already works there, right? And so to be able to go into a place and say, hey, yeah, I'd like to be here full time for the next two weeks. And then after that, if it's the possibility of flexibility, I'd like to talk about it at that point. Because what will happen in those two weeks is you will prove to those people that you are beyond dependable. You also have a skill that they didn't even know that they needed. And you'll create a value in it. So a lot of times I'll say to an actor, go get a full-time job and see what happens. And they will almost always be able to negotiate because they've done something that no one else has been able to Mm. do with them. So I just want to make sure you don't only let flexibility be the answer because flexibility will keep you at a certain pay rate. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So for encouragement, this wasn't something you brought to the table today. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. It does stress me out. Yeah. To be honest. Right. And like you said, I'm really good at getting myself out of my stressed out state of mind. Right. I would love to put some of that energy that reserve that you're using to keep yourself from being stressful into your acting stuff. Me too. Where, where can I, where are you in, you're in class right now? Yeah. Great. And where are you acting besides class right now? Anywhere? No. Are you taking improv? Well, I, I create up? my own content and post Great. it. Great. Um, 
on the, I've seen on it on Instagram. Instagram, secretly telling you that I've seen Instagram. You should all follow him and watch because it's really funny. You play both characters. It's insane. There's, the dude has like eight personalities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, great. And how does it feel? It's, that's, this whole fantasy wrestling thing is my life force. It's something that like me and my like writing partner have already written a pilot about. It's something that like, like wrestling is a big part of my life. Great. Not that I want to wrestle. I'm way too short. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's my creative outlet is this Great. bunch of actors who are pretending to be fantasy wrestlers. And we we all film these videos. They're not as – they don't spend as much time as I do. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. That's the important – like, great. I do two of these a month. Great. Amazing. You care about it. It's the most important right. thing for me. Part sometimes. of the reason why I asked you about that is I – your type-wise – touch the microphone. Are we okay? So – your type-wise, I'm going to expect you to be funny. I'm going to expect that you can be funny. I'm going to expect that you're going to give me somewhere between the continuum between Joe Pesci to Max Greenfield. Great. Does that make sense to you? 100%. So I'm going to expect you to be able to kind of deliver that. And so for me, like, I think it would be really awesome if you did stand-up. I think it could be cool if you did improv. You're not allowed to do it if it doesn't feel aligned to you, however. I, improv is my jam. Okay, um, great. I had a manager be like, I could do wonders for you if you did stand up. And I was like, but that's not, that's not. If it doesn't call to you, then it doesn't yeah. mean you have to do it. I want to make sure you hear that. But like, I do, I do miss improv. Improv out here is interesting though, yeah. compared to Chicago. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Different. It, I'm, I try not. To, You're I'm, judging it. You're judging I'm it. Judging go for it. shit out of it. Go, go for Especially it. Especially this musical improv. I've been asked to, I do music. So I like music directed this team and, and like out here when it comes to music, the audiences are not as intelligent as Chicago, so they'll laugh just if you rhyme. And I feel like that's so cheap. And and like, what I love about the music improv in Chicago is it's collaborative. You're, the music director is just as important uh-huh. as the person who's on the stage because if you're going at your own, you got to work with me so we can get the chorus at the same time. Out here, they're like, go ahead and play, and we'll come in when we feel like it. I was like, that's not going to work for me because I don't know what measure we're in. Got it. Um, so there's some judgment there. 100%. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It doesn't mean that you have to do that. I want to make sure you don't run towards a thing which you don't like. We're slowly trying to put together... My music improv people are slowly moving out here. So huh. we're trying to break in a little bit, but then our guy who was heavily involved in it had a nervous breakdown and moved back to Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Good luck um, to him. <laughs> um, but uh, like I did UCB, I really enjoyed it. Great. Um Part of what I'm looking for here is I'm looking for this. Um, right now, I think the vision that you're giving to the world is good because I think your Instagram feels right to me. The, like the 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 brand, if we're going to use the word brand for a second, the Same essence, way. right? It feels right to me. That that right. In terms of you jumping this next leap, because your manager is getting these auditions for you, to me, it's time for you to build relationships with cast directors you've never met before. I would love to do this. Right, and so the game around that, of course, is like workshops is a lot of the ways that people do that in LA and the thing about workshops is it is an investment but I also believe that if you do them well that you're going to get your money back in terms of the investment and the way to do that is can I kind of give you the rundown here I'm I'm not going anywhere great so um, first of all you have to ditch any specialness about Chicago when you go to these workshops because they're not going to be the actors that you're used to seeing in Chicago it's going to be different you have to ditch any kind of difference. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, but I'm not at... When you're saying casting director workshops. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm not... Workshops are the same as class, the same... Like, I'm I'm not there for my... That sounds shitty. Not to say I'm not there for my classmates. Like, I support my classmates and stuff, but, like, they're... 
I don't judge. Great. That's that. why I want to make sure. Because the Cause the, anything to do with me. Great. Good. The reason why I say that is in a sh- workshop, it's not a workshop. It's not a class. It's an audition. I want you to really think of it that way. No like your job right. is to go there and freaking show off. Right? So that's the first piece. And for me, that, that piece comes from when you show up to a workshop. So sometimes workshops are one night or they're multi-week. I think you probably know that. Maybe yeah, I talk to people who do. Right, yeah. So um, I'm a fan of multi-week because they get to have more of an impression of you. Some of them don't do multi-week. So then... You can't do that, but you can do a one night with them, right? But what's important to me is every time you're going to that workshop, like before you get there, there's no part of you that's dreading the workshop. You've worked yourself into a place where you're so in love with this character. Maybe you have the music that you love about the character. You're wearing the shoes that the character, you got something in your pocket. Like you're approaching this the same way you would approach like a character you fell in love with. So that you have, you're showing up with that thing because here's the problem with the workshop. The problem with the workshop is that cast director has no objective that night. They don't have a job to cast anybody. There's nothing there for them to do besides watch talent, right? Like, what kind of object? Can you, like, I can't harness myself behind a, like, watch talent when it's not, like, a show. Like, what am I going? What, there's, it's hard to get that to be very active for someone, right? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. right? So, no, even the best-intentioned casting director, that's all they're there to do, in, in essentially, right? So, to meet some people, maybe find somebody to maybe when they can call them in, right? So your job, I think, is harder at a workshop than it is in an audition. Because in an audition, we're actually looking to see if you're the right person for the job. We have an objective, the viewer, right? So at a workshop, I believe your job is to make me fall in love with acting again, which is bigger than a workshop. But also feels less pressure, just... Yeah, it feels, should feel more artistic. Yeah. It should feel more imaginative. It should feel more like why you're in this in the first place. Yeah. So to me, that's not what everyone in the room will be thinking. So you're going to be the anti-contagion in that room. You're not going to allow yourself to catch the, I'm trying to get it right. I'm trying to get liked. I'm not going to, because the reason why we don't like workshops is the same reason we don't like networking because we reduce, we reduce the experience to what can I get from this? Hundred percent. Right? So that's about, you're the one doing that, not them. You're the one showing up. What can I get from this? As opposed to what can I contribute tonight? Which we talked about earlier, like the blessing that you bring. Can I bring in the blessing of my positivity that I know makes people light up a little bit? Where do I find these? Workshops. Yeah. Okay. That aren't uh, sure, there's a, great, there's a bunch of places, yeah. Um, Next Level is the one that I think most of my clients go to. Um, there's another one called Act Up. Act Up? No. Uh, Ace Studios. Ace, Ace Studios. Studio. Right? I heard of that one. Um, and uh, those are two that come to mind right away. I know there are other ones. Those are the two that come to mind. Any other ones you think of right away, Sam? No. Next Level uh, is also called One on One, though. One on One in New York. It's called it's, Next Level here in LA. Yeah. Okay. That's my, that's my preferred one. Um, and... <laughs> So again, showing up so that you're so much in love with this role or much in that so that you can say, I can take care of myself in a room of actors who are not showing up that way. Because it will be very easy to fall into, and especially being a guy, I think guys do this in a different way than women do this. You can tell us, Sam. But like we do this like I'm cool thing. Or like I'm not going to really care. I'm going to try to be a little bit tough thing. Like shows up a little bit sometimes. Maybe I'm more aware of this than you. But I know it's like when I'm in a room of douchey guys, like I feel like I get a little bit more douchey. Like I just Douchey's kind of, contagious. Yeah, it's contagious, right? So we have to be actually that really soft, vulnerable part of you that fell in love with acting when you were six years old has to be in that room with you. And that doesn't feel normal in a room where people are trying to get something. When other people are acting like they're at a bank and you're trying to be a six-year-old trying to play, that's really caretaking. That's why when I hear a client say, I'm going to workshop tonight, tomorrow, the next, I'm like, whoa, I wonder if you're just sleeping all day or taking bubble baths. Like what? Like... Because to me, that would be, it would take a lot for me in my life to show up to three workshops one, to be able to show up in this six-year-old again and again and again. 
Like, how am I, how can I say this playful for three nights in a row, right? If you can imagine you've had acting class every single night of the week, how could you show up that? Well, which is why when my acting class does come, like, I look forward to it because it's only once a week. Yeah. So this is where the workshop to me, so that's one piece of the workshop. That's just the showing up piece. To me, there's a part, a lot of work that comes into getting your money's worth, which has to do with the, like, marketing around it. How are we doing on time? Good. Great. <laughs> she really worked it out. Okay, so um, to me, to get your money's worth, and that's what's important to me. So the reason I started being a coach is because I was backstage with other actors in New York City, and they were wasting their time and money, and it was making me crazy. So I'm going to be standing for you, not wasting your time and your money. So to me, when you go to a workshop, part of what's important to me is you get the freaking juice from that workshop. So one is that beautiful way of preparing, right? If you do nothing else, you do that, mm-hmm. right? First thing is, before you go to the workshop, send something to that casting office, it says, I'm looking forward to meeting Kelly Smith from Butthole Casting Office um, on Wednesday night at three at 7 p.m. at Next Level Studios. And you're just reminding her and then anyone else in the office that you're about to meet her. Does that make sense Perfect to you? sense. So like if Sam was the casting director, you'd send it to Sam and you'd send it to Sam's colleague. Like I'm looking forward to meeting your colleague Sam on da-da-da-da night. Wait, so you're saying you send it to... Like one letter to the office? One letter to each person each in the office. Individualize it. Now, because of the weird legal weird stuff that's gone on in LA, yeah. we typically want to make sure we're sending to someone that is like doing workshops at a few places in town or you see their names a few times so that you know that like their office knows they're doing it. They're not being sly yeah, or shy. Right? people you, under you, the they, bus. Right, exactly. So then... Um, do you put your face on... Hell yes. Okay. The, what I would do in that... Yes, I get scared. So what I would do is I would send a piece of paper that's like the, the your letterhead. Right? So it'd have your name on the top, it'd have your picture on the top, and have your email address, your phone number, your representation information. I think Sam's showing a photo of one right now. Um, This is one I sent this week. Great. And then, (laughs) and on the back of it, you put your resume. So you never send a headshot resume. You're sending this letter in an envelope to the people. Does that make sense? Yes. The colleague, so Sam's neighbor who sits next to her, you'll send that person a postcard. Okay. Does that make sense? You'll send that person a postcard that says, I look forward to meeting Sam on Wednesday, da 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 da. Don't worry, Sam's recording this so you can listen Good to this. Great, great, great. Then you go and you do your fabulous six year old job at the workshop, feeling so in love with your character, blah, 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 taking in the feedback. Then you write a thank you to Sam, right? To the cast director you met that night, right? And the thank you, I think there's two thank yous that happen. One is a hard copy that gets sent because I have a very, I, Brian Pataka, has a very strong um, value around etiquette. And I think mail is appropriate when it comes to thank yous, as do you. So I would send her a proper piece of mail to thank her. Now that mail might look like a postcard inside of a thank you note. Or because it's not legal for Sam to take my headshot and resume with her, if I remember correctly from workshops, right? I might mail her a headshot and resume and put like attention next level on the outside so that she doesn't forget that that was part of it and send a thank you note with it. Does that make sense? This makes sense. Right? I'm still listening to this podcast. Now, Sam's little bitch who sits next to her. By the way, I use bitch for men and women interchangeably, all sexes. It is not a disparagement. (laughs) Um, Is you're going to send that person uh, a headshot as well. Because that person didn't get a headshot either. They haven't even seen your resume yet. Hey, I met Sam the other night. I did a scene from Butthole Sisters. Blah, 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 blah. I really liked it when Sam said X, Y, Z. So that thank you wants to be very genuine. What, so you're on the hunt the whole time you're in that class as your six-year-old. What thing did Sam say, either to me or somebody else, that tickled my six-year-old? So I can really write it back to her so she hears what she actually gave me in that night. I want her to hear true gratitude is you're acknowledging what was given to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the next piece of this is 
I would, when I get in my car that night, if I have Sam's email address or she gave me some social media way to reach out to her, whatever it is. Right to thank you right away. Immediately, like a three sentence one. Really great time tonight. Thank you so much. Just wanted to let you know that I really enjoyed myself. Period. Then you write more lengthy thing in the handwritten one. Got it? Yeah. Now that person, Sam and all her colleagues, are now put onto a database, which you're going to use every single month because you're mailing to them every single month because they are now part of your personal database because you've met them before. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I passed out a little, but yeah. Okay, great. So what I want to make sure you hear is, remember we talked about this every single month they hear from you? Yes. That's the part that is the the step that is missing from your career. Because here's what you've done really well. You have a, the place that we most write ourselves off in our businesses are the human collateral that you have. All the people you've met, that's a tremendous part of our business. We need to stay invested in them. Whether we booked the job or not, we need to stay in touch with them to say, hey, I'm still out here doing this. Oh, I'm still out here doing this. I'm out here doing this, right? That's, it's saying I'm out here doing this is all, it's basically saying I exist. So when we're talking about this postcard thing, whatever, like we talked about it briefly, right? Right? We did, right? Yeah. Great. Just making sure. I'm here. Um, so uh, I sent postcards every single month when I, since I've been in L.A. when I was acting. On my last year acting, whatever, the person I booked my first commercial with in L.A. called me up and said, Brian, will you do the principal job in this commercial with us? Did that job pay for all the postcards I sent in the past five years? For sure. 100%. So we have to believe what you said earlier. I'm getting myself into this po- – I'm just staying in this positive mindset – Positive mindset is saying, this action that I'm putting out there, it might not pay me back today, but the law of divine compensation, the way the universe works is it will pay me back later. So part of why the money piece was coming to me in terms of bigger picture was I want you to have ease with signing up for a workshop because what shouldn't happen is I'm going to scrimp and save and sign up for a workshop and then the workshop's got more pressure on it. And you're trying to let your six-year-old show up there. We can't add to it, right? That's like a form of self-care in many ways. So I'm liking that you're already starting to think of more inventive ways for you to get out there and get work that isn't going to tamp so hard on, am I eking my possibility here? Like, am I, am I even able to feed my possibility? Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Right. What else you need from me? That was good. Yeah? <laughs> I got excited there. Sorry. No, it's good. Good. If you weren't excited about your job, we wouldn't. I want to tell you one more thing. Yeah. In my, so I don't know if you know this already, but I'm a reverend, or I'm be reverend at the end of the year. I'm non-denominational, doesn't matter what religion. Okay. Mazel tov. Thank you, Mazel tov, great. Um, Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, all of them work, right? So in my background, what we would say is all of the children of God are special and none of the children of God are special. Or all the children of the universe are special and none of the children of the universe are special. If we hold on to our specialness, it can become a weapon to hurt us, or keep us away from others, or keep us away from connection. What I hear you saying today is, you're, you're in the process of letting go of who you were in Chicago and who you are here or the experiences you had in Chicago to who you are here. And I just want to be – I don't think it's there, so I want you to check in around with yourself but just be mindful around making yourself different to the point where it hurts. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Great. Cool. Cool. I was glad to spend time with you. This you is fun. Too. This is great. Yeah, good, good. So I guess we'll see you at some workshops. Yeah. And just so you know, I don't order from Instacart. So, but if I ever do, I will daft tip. Oh, great, good. I'm sure <laughs> they'll all be happy. <laughs> um, do you want to add anything for other people to hear? Um, to ask Brian, to ask me, like whatever you've. We have a little bit of time if you want to say anything. Digesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the it's moment. A lot of task. Um, like, but it's also a lot of idea. Yeah. It's it's. It's great because it's a, it's an 
it's it's always something that I've always um, hit up reps about, which is just like, especially during the off time, is like, I, I never say what are you what are you doing for me. I always say like, what else can I be doing? Yeah. But in but in reality, that also means what, what are you doing, right? Um, and then it's it's just good to hear like, it's frustrating to be honest, but it's also good to hear that like these are things I can be doing. But it's it's just crazy because we chose the only business in the world where like shit just doesn't happen because you do it long enough and you sit there and like, I have the right rep, I have the right this. And like, but there's so much that like we have to do, which is stressful and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like we have to continue to take workshops, even though like you've been in class for two years or like you've taken every improv school in, in the universe. And like, it's, it, it's great, at least for me in my head right now of like, after I re-listened to this podcast and I take (laughs) of like, do the workshops do the thank you notes and like understand the fundamentals about doing that. Cause for, for me, I've always been asking, ask my friends and stuff, what else am I supposed to be doing? Right. Because even just submitting to all these managers that I've been submitting to the past two weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. when I sit at home and the TV's just down and I'm not submitting, I feel like I'm wasting time. Hmm. Yeah. So I want to really pick, I want to pick part that a little bit. Ready? Do it. It is okay to be ambitious as an artist. It is expected. Because we want to tell the next story. We want to do the next thing. Do not let your ambition take away your ability to enjoy your life. We have these things where it's like, it's not the fear of missing out. It's the fear of I'm doing the wrong thing right now to say I want to be an actor. And what we happens is we go to the industry to say, tell me I made the right choice about my life. That is certain. You wouldn't be in LA if you didn't make the right choice about your life. I've never doubted it. Yeah. Right. So when we, but what it does is when we have that, I should be doing something else. I shouldn't be watching TV. I shouldn't be chilling out. I shouldn't be like when all that starts, starts to happen. We have to really go, whoa, 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 whoa. Is there really something that needs to be done right now? Is this a gremlin that's just trying to say, I really want this for you? Because then it gets to be held like, oh, your shoulders come down a little more easily. You're allowed to watch TV guilt-free. You're allowed to enjoy your friends, right? Because otherwise it means every single thing in our life, we're kind of there with a half, an empty tank, less, less than a full tank of gas, right? We're not really experiencing anything. And then what happens is we show up to that audition a little bit like messy, because like I'm like jiggering my, jiggling my hands right now. Like your frequency isn't where it needs to be because the caretaking actually started with, is this actually nurturing to me, what I'm doing at home right now? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so be mindful of when we get into that, like fear of doing the wrong thing. I think that's an important one to notice. And also like what I love and hate about my job is yes, I want to give you tools to be able to take out and do there so you can feel like you're doing something. And there's something around like, this is already written. This is already going to happen. So I'm also wanting to hold the, hold the paradox for you that everything in your life is exactly as it should be in this moment. And wanting more for you at the same time does that make sense it does and so being able to sit in that yourself is actually very different like oh everything's exactly so what that does i think is it lets you go back to okay everything's exactly as it should be and i want that thing over there so if everything is perfect and i want that thing over there how do i want to go about getting it it kind of just gives you a different it's a little more back on your heels instead of leaning forward to get it. And I don't think that leaning forward is like where we're our most smart. It's a little bit like I'm resourceful, complete, and whole right now. And I want that thing over there. And you know, I want to go about it a little differently. It's like what you do with your Instagram, with the characters you create. 
Who thought of that? You, that was completely genius and unique to you and your friends that are doing it with you, right? Like that's your own particular experience that you want to make that. That is not you going, I need to make this happen. And da, 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 da. No, it's because it delighted you, yeah. right? If we follow our delight, this is like when someone says, follow your joy or find your bliss. And I'm like, fuck you, that's a lame Instagram phrase unless you really believe in the spiritual principles behind that, it, right? That's, and that's like, like sometimes the delivery stuff is crippling and you hate people and the day is just bad. And then, you know, there's days like yesterday or whatever, or like... Like, a lot of my inspiration for whatever these videos that I end up making are, are like, hearing a song. I love that. And, and then I will either take the song and rap over it, or I will use that as some inspiration. But, like, that is part of the benefit of doing this delivery stuff is because, like, that's my time. Yeah, I'll make a handful of dollars doing it. But then, like, the, my creative process is always going, and it's, it's never off. Love that. So, like... Yeah, I, yeah, that's yes. a good sign. If your creative process is never off, that's a really good sign. Yeah. It means you want to be making. So be mindful also, if you're watching TV and you get a creative idea, is different than you really should be looking at your script right now. Right. And there's the other part of you that like needs to acknowledge, do I need to look at my script right now? But be able to like take a second, a step back, because I firmly believe that we never make mistakes when we're moving slow. Or I should rather say, we only make mistakes when we're moving fast. So a mistake can be even treating yourself badly. So like if you can slow down and say, what's really going on here in this moment? I think that's an important step. If that makes sense. That may have sounded really lame in terms no. of the scale, but to me that feels like a really like big one. sentences that you can right. remember, like right. little mantras. Good. So like to me it is, you can you you rarely make mistakes when you're going slow. So slow yourself the frick down when things are going fast. You yeah. sound like someone who is really ready to try new things, which Always. is kind of why I wanted to give you these new, new ideas today. I loved it. Cool. Thank right. you so much. Yay, for sure. Guys, that was really fun. Yay! I'm just like the creeper in the corner watching everything go <laughs> the down. The facilitator of dreams. Good job, yeah. fellas. Facilitator of dreams. Oh, I'll put that in my bio. <laughs> um, okay, so that kind of wraps us up for Brian's Yay. second episode I'm of the so podcast. so happy. Thank you um, so much. Thank you. This was so fun. I love sitting... Honestly, this kind of stuff gets me excited because I like to see... Uh, I'm sure other actors hear this too. They're like, oh, I learned that lesson already too, but what a great thing to remind myself of. Mm. And, you know, from you guys' different levels, from Juliana's to Mike's to mine to, to, to Celia's to yours, like it's just everyone's journey is so different, but we still have some similar lessons to learn and relearn. Mm. Is there anything else you want to put out there to talk about um, your things? Sure, anything I'd love to. Put that? Um, if you're listening to this right now, you're doing the right thing. Um, Sam works really hard to get really great people on this podcast and I'm so blessed to be one of those people. And when I say that if you're listening to this right now, you're doing the right thing is I want to be a voice for if, you know, people call it the acting bug, but I like to think of it more like your divine purpose. So if, if you got the message, be an actor at some point in your life, listen to that and allow it to take you on the wild and woolly path that it takes you on, because that is the direction that's going to have you meet the right people and do the right things. Um, my wish for you is to know that it can be not painful. We can learn through joy or we can learn through pain. So build your community, get into acting class, no matter what level you're at right now. Um, and get someone to help you with the process the, you were not called to run your acting career. You were called to acting. So everything outside of acting is going to feel a little bit like, what am I doing? And a little cranky and a little bit like this is where you'll start to feel scatter and overwhelm because it's not what the universe said that you needed to do. What the universe said you needed to do was to be on a stage or to be on a set and to tell stories so that we can connect with our humanity. Not how to pick out a stupid headshot and get a good reel, <laughs> right? So because of that, 
in that neurotic space, Freud defines neuroses as separation from self. And so I think it's really important to think about we are separated from ourself when we are working on these things that aren't part of our divine purpose. So give space to that and, you know, put on the soft music, put on the cushy blanket and get cozy with your laptop when you're doing this stuff. Like give yourself the creature comforts that you need to make this a little easier on yourself. That's my biggest wish for you. And thank you, Sam, for giving me a little soapbox for a minute yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I loved it. Is there anything you want to pimp out? Oh my gosh, you guys have the best, most fabulous giveaway ever. I've been working on it for so long and I will tell you that I, this is where I got fearful because I was like, I want this to be so perfect. So if you go to dearnewagent.com, www.dearnewagent.com, you can download more than 40 fabulous templates to that are email templates for you to send to your new agents and reps. There's a whole training program that goes yeah yeah to get new reps i've written there are 40 templates that you can personalize for yourself and use them to send out to other people so dearnewagent.com and it's it's totally free 100 yep Mm -hmm. and i cannot and i would love to hear back from people to tell me you know how it works what questions you have i have a beautiful facebook group also where i can answer questions directly um so that is getmorecommunity.com so if you go to getmorecommunity.com, you can ask me questions directly. Uh, and if you want to, if you're on the hunt for an agent right now or a manager, dearnewagent.com, plug your email in and you will get these fabulous templates that I worked really hard on and you can personalize them and use them to send out and, you know, pimp your own ride without feeling salesy or inauthentic or gross um, and do a good job of getting yourself a new manager or agent. What a cool thing. Thanks. It's taking me a long time to make it. I can't wait to hear what you think. That's so exciting. Oh, you guys check that out. And I'm also going to tag Mike and Juliana in the post. And so all of their things um, will be included in the show notes and you can check them out. And uh, that's it, guys. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, I will talk to you in a bit. And that brings us to the end of today's special episode. Brian, Juliana, Mike, thank you guys for getting so real, for sharing so much with us. I loved being able to sit in on this, and I hope you guys learned as much as I did. Side note, if you guys noticed last week there was going to be a solo episode and there was not, I would like to apologize for that. (laughs) It's been so crazy around here, and also with SAG elections going on, I was hoping to gather enough information to present you with a SAG election special solo episode. At this moment in time, I've not been able to collect enough information to put anything out there. But for now, I'm going to tell you to do your research if you are voting in the SAG elections. Please, please, please don't just vote for whoever you recognize from movies, which is a real thing we have to deal with in this um, business. But make sure you do some research. I'm going to try my best to put out some information for you to check out. So like I said in the beginning of the episode, make sure you're subscribed and the One Broke Actress website and make sure you follow on Instagram because I'm going to try to get something out there for you as opposed to the solo episode that was supposed to happen last week. Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much for listening as always for rating and reviewing the podcast. Thank you to Maggie Zabo for our incredibly beautiful theme song. Thank you to Laurel Canyon Creative for being my production partners in this podcast. And I will talk to you guys for the last time in season four next week. <laughs>